Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to episode 35 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? We have got some stuff to talk about. We are finally uh, coming out of the beautiful haze that is uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. We have a little bit to touch on there, I know. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> We've all seen that. We'll talk about it. But those people who are sick of hearing about it, this will probably be uh, is a wrap beautiful up on haze that. But... Code for drug induced coma. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, uh, it's the fumes from Sugar Rush that it's are fumes, uh, well, the race right. cars zoom by. <laughs> I think it's the mental haze from like you know how they try to program people. Yeah, and talk <laughs> about stuff over and over control. again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of thing. Maybe. Fair enough. Before we get into that, though, uh, I do have what uh, we all know is my favorite part of the show, which is an opportunity to hear from Talk our Talk about Wreck-It Ralph. No, well, that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into Wreck-It Ralph, weeks, we're going to talk about my favorite. Ralph. <laughs> but even when Ralph wasn't around, my favorite okay. part of the show is hearing from our fourth listener. And uh, we got an email in from fourth listener, Alan. Hey. hey, Alan. And Alan writes in and says... Hey guys, I discovered your show accidentally when browsing podcasts a few months ago, and it has become one of my favorites that I must listen to every week as soon as it comes out. Oh, well, <laughs> it had to be an accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody finds us on purpose. <laughs> he goes on to say, I've gone back and caught up on all the older episodes, some of them more than once, and love what you're doing. Thank wow. you. Wow. But here's why I'm writing in. Uh-oh. I've had really, other okay. favorite podcasts in the past that go MIA unexpectedly and never return. Uh, <laughs> like a podcast Devil's Triangle or something? What's going on? With <laughs> so he put a hit out on the shows yeah. he likes, I guess. <laughs> Wait, does that mean that we're going to go like MIA or something? Uh, maybe that's what he's going to ask. He says, and I absolutely don't want that to happen to the Gen X Grown Up Show. Is there anything a fourth listener like me can do to make sure this show continues to show up and my feed for a long, long time. Thanks, and I'll take the answer off the air, Alan. So, well, if he's a jinx, then he should immediately unsubscribe. <laughs> that's, well, no, that's an excellent point. No, if, if he's a jinx, I'd rather lose one than lose the whole thing. you listen to, Alan, disappear, maybe we don't want you around. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we love all of our listeners. That. Alan's nice. We like Alan. He yeah, didn't I even know, mention Wreck-It Ralph once. I love yeah, I know. Alan. Well, then, yeah, he's clearly uh, definitely someone that George is a fan of. <laughs> but since you asked, Alan, there are some things that you can definitely do. Of course, leaving a review on iTunes. We talk about yeah, that. iTunes yeah. ratings. Absolutely. You know, when we share out the show and you see it on social media, a thumbs up is awesome. But it does almost nothing. Sharing, you know, resharing, retweeting, whatever, mm -hmm. pushing that out to people. Yeah, tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. They'll be tell your enemies. Thank you later. <laughs> right? Yeah. And really just continuing to listen. Make sure you subscribe and tell people about it. It's just getting the word out. We're loving doing it, right? So as long as we are still getting something out of it, and we're getting listeners and we're getting feedback and people like Alan are around, 
we're going to keep doing the show, so we're not going to disappear from your feed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes? The sales department would like to mention that we could also accept cash in lieu of any of those other things. <laughs> and cold hard cash <laughs> will absolutely keep me on the air. <laughs> Tell us more, George. We're not cheap, but we can't be bought. <laughs> right. We can No, we can't be bought, but we can be rented. That's the line we used oh, to use ah, in the poker room all the time when we were dealing. Now, we, we have a Patreon page, right? So he of can course, go to true. the Patreon page. Right. I know the Patreon page is heavily influenced towards YouTube, but we also put a lot of podcast stuff out there. Yeah, we do. definitely yeah. throw us like a buck a month, three bucks a month. You know, I mean, anything like that will help us a lot. As much as your patronage, also your financial support helps us too. You know, we appreciate it. Don't require it. And if you do it, uh, we'll love you all the more. And that'll yeah. further ensure that we stay in uh, in Alan's podcast feed. <laughs> like do what John does when you like a show, John, is you tell everybody about it so they watch it so hopefully the ratings go up that's so what that i do get canceled. yeah that's yeah well, that's same what kind I of thing here right yeah alan if yep. you could do that and then if they like it say hey that was a great podcast say hey you should tell a bunch of people and yeah they did yeah, bring back broke. timeless so i yeah. single-handedly brought back timeless for a whole second season you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> So, Alan, we appreciate your writing in. Uh, we appreciate all the fourth listeners who take the time to write into the show. And thanks for your question and giving us a chance to answer that. Uh, and with that, let's get into the meat of the show. Tell me, dear Atari Anonymous, with everybody hooked on asteroids, what on earth is a poor Martian mother to do? New Atari Asteroids, now available for your home. Okay, so we're going to jump right into media, which is one of my favorite segments. Because oh, you know how I am with TV. Oh, John, John, John. Well, it, hush, what, hush, no. hush, hush. <laughs> Let others go first. Okay. But, Let others, but, have, others need to speak here before you jump in it. Because I know but, you're going to talk about Ralph, and I want to get some other subjects in first, okay? Okay, what are you going to talk about? Okay, so what subject are you going to talk about first, Mo? Uh, unfortunately, it's Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Hooray! Come on. <laughs> we were a team <laughs> I, I know but i went and saw the movie actually i was very pleased that i enjoyed it as much as the first one yeah i went and saw the damn thing too i know <laughs> <laughs> so even though you were gonna boycott because of my exuberance george you finally caved and you went to see it well it wasn't my fault my family forced me to buy tickets john called them and sent them free the tickets wife, or something the kid, I, I paypal the wife and they said take girlfriend george. Yeah. it was just a big thing we had to take everybody it was awful I hated the experience. <laughs> but what about the movie? Oh, I love the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> movie was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I have to say that I wasn't sure where the direction was going to go. Because, you mm -hmm. know, from the first one, I was like, where the hell are you going to go? And, and the trailers were very, like, misleading. Yeah. yeah. And the trailers really didn't give you much about the plot at all. Mm -hmm. the, the, the true plot, I should say. It had me scared going in. I mean, I was excited, yeah. but I, yeah, I was nervous. Sure. But, but let me tell you that it was like it hit all the, the same heartstrings as the first one. It hit all the same funny bone as the first one. Mm -hmm. The nostalgia, even the internet, like it was, it was making more fun of the internet than, you know, 80s games at this time. But yep. it was all there. You know, they hit all the different memes and stuff. It was it was a great movie, I thought. I'm going to go a little bit different. Okay. Okay. Like, I enjoyed the movie, don't get me wrong, but it didn't have the same feel to me as the first one, not the same kind of heart. The internet stuff took me out of the 80s nostalgia that I was used to from the first movie and put me into not even like early 90s internet nostalgia, but like modern day 2000s nostalgia. Oh, with it all was the, certainly yeah, modern. Oh, yeah, right. for sure. yeah. They could have done it 
where instead of talking about Facebook or those things, they talked about MySpace. <laughs> you know, like the be- early beginnings. Well, they did have those down in the bottom layer. Yeah, we did see the, the crumbling internet. ruins <laughs> yeah. of GeoCities down in the Stuff dark. Stuff that was high speed dial up and other things. <laughs> you are right, George. There are a lot of the arcade stuff got sidelined a bit to serve mm-hmm. this story. We, we touched on it. Their origin was there, but certainly it was less of the arcade and it was more of this new adventure. I'll definitely give you that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But it was still good. Don't get me wrong. And to date, probably my second favorite mid-credit bonus scene that I've had. The first one, still hands down, <laughs> Deadpool 2. That's my favorite right. credit scene yeah. so far. Yeah. But the mid-credit scene of Wreck-It Ralph 2 with the bunny. So wonderfully meta. We'd already seen that whole scene, and yet they mm-hmm. made it fresh and funny again by the fact they're calling attention that it wasn't in the film. And there was <laughs> actually a little girl in the theater. She was sitting in the row behind us. Her parents were one of the parents that stayed all the way through. And as soon yeah. as she saw that scene, bawling her eyes out. Just, Aww. but the bunny died. Oh, the bu- oh no, the <laughs> <laughs> and just like repeated that like 20 times oh no it was great because it filled in the gap until the ending credit scene which was right. yep. even funnier i thought yep. well actually you thought it was funny my daughter was upset <laughs> oh really because of the she's cheese like, right she's like i can't believe they did clickbait <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was great i love that and yeah, the fact that too. they didn't just do the rick roll but they did the rick roll with ralph is a ralph mm-hmm. roll genius yeah. i mean that's genius <laughs> yeah well i'm glad you guys finally came around i'm glad that oh, all of my enthusiasm <laughs> leading uh, up to it didn't completely sour you and you were able to enjoy it maybe almost almost as much as i did so nah. <laughs> that's great <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So, but George, I know that you were going to go see a different movie originally. Did you actually go see that movie? I absolutely did. I went and saw Creed 2 just in boycott. Oh, and I saw Creed 2 before I saw Wreck-It Ralph. So I feel like my boycott was still sort of in place. All right. Because yeah, I, I made team, sure man. I get to watch Wreck-It Ralph after <laughs> I watched Creed 2. I went and saw you it. You didn't have to compromise your ethics. You stuck it out. Good I job. Didn't. I stuck it out. I was going to go see it by myself. And then I happened to mention it over dinner the night before. My son's like, I want to go see that. So I was like, okay, we'll go see Creed 2. I'm going to tell you, they made some really smart choices with Creed 2. Have either of you guys had a chance to watch it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen two. I mean, I really enjoyed one. Yeah, yeah, I thought one was I, great. I, I'm definitely going to see the second one, just haven't yet. Well, see, I've, I've seen Wreck-It Ralph four times and haven't had well, a chance to go back and see Creed 2. I mean, so. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but there are some scenes where they mimic Rocky 2 and Rocky 3 a little bit, but they made some brilliant choices with some of the life moments. There's a uh, pregnancy and a birth in this one, and the choices made around the baby were some of my favorite choices made in the entire film, and it's a very understated part of the movie. The fight itself, there were three fights in the film, which is really nice. That's unusual. (laughs) So I can tell by the way you're kind of phrasing it that you enjoyed it, you're enthusiastic about it. I can tell you're tiptoeing around plot points so you don't ruin it. So there must be some really good kind of takeaways from this that you don't want to ruin, yeah? Well, yeah, I mean, if it was if either one of you had seen it, I would talk about those points because it's a little bit past the, the line of spoilers. But I think for our listeners and for you guys, since you haven't seen it, and since a lot of the sheep probably went and saw Wreck-It Ralph instead, <laughs> I want to advocate Man. going to see Creed 2 at this point. If you got sucked into the candy rush, sugar rush vortex that was Wreck-It Ralph, go see Creed 2. It's I will definitely it. get to that one. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, I think so. So, yeah. John, have you watched anything besides Wreck-It Ralph, or is that the only thing you've got on your mind? I have. No, so as soon as I got that monkey off my back... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> just like a damn junkie. <laughs> well, yeah, guilty. There were some other things that were on my watch list that I've been wanting to uh, check out. And so there's a film that uh, I watched. It's called, very cryptically, 78 slash 52. Any guesses? 78 What that could be about? Yeah. The first thing I hear about 78, ah. I think it's 78 records, but I don't yeah, think that's yeah. it. No. But no, of 52, that sounds like it's parts or something. Uh, but it's weird because the smaller number's at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? This is a bizarre fraction. <laughs> so I, I will, I will uh, stretch out the drama. I'll tell you, uh, I like the name of it because I didn't I didn't know instantly what it was referring to at first. I'm like, that's intriguing because I saw the cover. 7852 is a documentary that dissects the brilliance of the three-minute shower scene from Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, really? Okay. Just that. So what is the 7852 referring to, though? The shower scene in Psycho had 78 setups and 52 cuts in three minutes. Oh, really? Wow. had that many. Wow. Yeah, it's a fast, rapid thing. And, and film students have been dissecting that three minutes for years. And so if you someone was a film student, I am not. So they would know 7852. They know refers to it's like a shorthand for that scene. Yeah. It's like 420, blaze it. You know, it's like yeah. 7852, <laughs> psycho. You know, they know that number represents psycho. Uh, and the number is just kind of the the, the handle by which they, they oh, address sure, it. Sure. And there's no spoilers for me to uh, to preserve. I mean, we all know what's going <laughs> on with psycho. We know yeah. he dies. Yeah. I think we're, we're beyond the, uh, the psycho spoiler window now. Yeah. He's the the mom. <laughs> Psycho is just a, a fantastic film, a horror oh, film. Yes. From, yeah, uh, yeah. Probably One of early the Gen X, maybe, you know, late boomer, I guess. When did that come out? Like it's 60s sometime? Uh, that was like 50s or 60s, right? Yeah, I think it's early 60s. Definitely something that I watched over and over and over. And of course, the whole Norman Bates, you know, the, the shocker that the uh, the leading lady was dead by the end of the first act and people right, lost right. their mind in the theater, you know. I consider it like Gen X VHS era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was, certainly it, it a was on every blockbuster show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stuff, right. Yep. Yeah. I heard somewhere along the way that um, when... Hitchcock, like the whole thing, like you said, like the lead actress dies through it. Mm -hmm. That was like a signature thing for his movies because he was basically just drawing you totally off what the real plot is. Yeah, he likes to take the structure of a film and fool you with that structure. Here's what you expect. Sure. I'm going right. to surprise you with it. And and he did. And it's influenced a lot of people since then as well. I mean, you oh, look at yeah. people oh, like yeah. Josh Whedon uh, and those guys who just kill off main people and stuff, right? And a lot of those people are in this film. Oh, oh really? really? A lot of recognizable people who are in this film because this spoke to them, this led them down the path of uh, producing film or acting or whatever. So Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine that 52 cuts in three minutes? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. So I don't know if I would recommend this film for everybody. If you are a little bit of a film buff, I mean, I don't consider myself like a super film snob or anything, but I certainly am an enthusiast of film. And I like to know more about how things are done and what's behind the scenes. Yeah. If you can tolerate an entire documentary that tears apart three minutes of film, this one's pretty interesting because it, it delves into the music and the man and the environment and how it was released and all that stuff. So if any awesome. of that, Speaks to you. Yeah. 7852 might be something you want to check out. Well, I, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> You're sold. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mismatch from the opening. After four defeats in the last four years, Diet Pepsi changed its formula for the fifth time. Yet once again in taste tests, Diet Coke beats Diet Pepsi. Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. 
The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are gonna keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them. No fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work it's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20, that's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. I always enjoy procuring and talking about and playing with uh, new tech and toys. Uh, and I want to find out if either of you have had an opportunity in the last couple of weeks to find a new gadget to play with. Mo, let's start with you. <laughs> okay. This is kind of unusual for us, but I think I may actually be the early adopter on something here soon. Ooh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I know. You're I know, the early I know, adopter? I know. Hold on. Are you the early adopter or is the PGA Tour the early adopter? <laughs> no, no, me personally, I don't have the thing yet. I ordered it though. Okay. okay. So I, I dropped the hammer on it. It's coming in in like another week or so, but I ordered a 3D printer. Oh, John's been wanting one of those for years. And I you know. Was it oh, wow. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> the, there was a guy at my job who is really into 3D printing. He has all his stuff on his desk. So I've been picking oh, his so brain. Oh, so he does have a PGA Tour relation. does have a link all to it. All right. But, but so I've been picking his friend. brain yeah, okay. yep. uh, just to kind of get information about it. And he said, and basically he knew I was like interested. So he said, hey, I found this one. It's a fantastic price. If you're looking for like a starter one, this is a great one. And I looked at it. I was like, yeah, I guess I'm buying one. Oh. Okay. Well, how much was it? Tell me all about it. Cause I might be interested in buying I have, one I have so John. many questions. I just want to buy it before so, John gets it. <laughs> well, this particular one was, it was $169 actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. Normally 230 something or something like that. And it was 169 on sale, like a Black Friday yeah, sale? It was, it, was a, it was like a, just after Black Friday sale kind of mm, thing. Okay. Oh, okay. And the guy told me, he's like, it has like, cause he's been filling me in like what you need to look for in it and all that stuff. And he's like, okay, well here's, you know, this one has a, uh, you know, it has the heated bed, which I had no idea what he was talking about. I love heated beds. Like a water bed? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, keeps the, it keeps your mouth from sticking to the, the metal surface that it's building on. Oh, okay. All so right. just uh, little things like that. Yeah. And it goes down to like 0.1 millimeter of detail or something ridiculously small. And mm. it looks pretty cool. It takes a variety of different types of filaments in it because it's like one of those build up ones. You know, oh, yeah. I've heard see. about that, that it's important to have different media types for these things. Yep. Yeah, and the number of types it takes, because I guess that depends on the temperature it can get to. Oh, because you have to be able to melt it to, to right. put it in there. But this one could do almost all the good ones. Now, I assume at this price, this is a single color, right? Yes, this is a single yeah. color. Okay. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. I figured, you know, it's a good one to learn on, right, for that price. Sure. And if it's something I really love, then, mm. you know, hey, then I can see about getting, you know, the $500, $600 one, I guess, at some mm, point. Mm, mm. I'm so but jealous. Jealous. John. I'm so jealous. <laughs> John's like next show he's gonna be like yeah i bought the 2000 blah 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 blah, blah. Just, uh, <laughs> it does five colors and it actually builds it with lasers and a gel you know? <laughs> no it's not no no that's you know, you know for me 3d printers were always kind of like drones a bit but more because like i always like drones are awesome like a good drone like a nice dji yeah. like a 1500 drone like, right i really really want one of those 
but I can't justify it because for me, it's only a toy. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything like really I can do with it. It's just money. Like we, and I put it in the closet, <laughs> but a 3d printer, like I still am not sure what I would do with it, but I feel like there's stuff I could do with it. Yeah. Like, like this guy, my job, I mean, he was, it seems practical. You know, he talks you into, I mean, he was like a full, he's like, Oh my God. He says, yeah, I broke a piece of my refrigerator and I was able to make a piece to fix it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that I hear about. Like, Oh, you can go and just download the, the filed and and print yourself a new chess piece or print yourself a new yeah. widget or whatever. Right. That's straight up halfway to replicator right there. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's getting really close. And then the different materials oh. that they have now that can be fed through this, they have some that have like actual wood particles in the plastic. Okay. So it, when it's finished, it looks like wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, the stuff they have now, they have stuff with metal in them. That way it gets a metallic look to it when you're finished and ceramic looking. That's similar looking. to what you would do with whenever I was doing resin molds and stuff, making different things. You would do a similar process with them. You would put yeah, the, exactly. the resin sawdust in. With, in. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. That kind of stuff, except they did it now in these spools. Like I said, it's only a one color one, which is fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I'm expecting a 3D printer update. Very shortly, maybe on the next show uh, or whenever you get a chance to one. play with Hopefully it some it'll more. Hopefully it'll come in soon, so I'm, I'm not going to yeah. waste And then you won't hear from me for a while, and then I'll be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> And it'll drive up with his 3D printed car that he made. I'm like, Jesus, right. Mo. All my fingertips burnt off from handling it. And <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm real excited. I'm just going to post some generic sites, I think, on the show notes here. But when I get it actually in. More specific what it was, yeah. Okay. Then I'll throw like, the model numbers and all that stuff up there. I just want you to torture John for a little while. Oh, <laughs> oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I did I did text him, though, and let him know I got one. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, yeah. George, Mo has set the bar pretty high. What have you been playing with in tech and toys? You got to follow 3D printer. What do you got, brother? Oh, no, I'm way lower. I'm way, way below the scale. Yeah. No, I'm not even going to attempt to follow 3D printer. Now, I'll just talk about something after we talk about 3D printer. I am not okay. following 3D printer. All right, printer it's not a follow up. It's a whole new section. And yeah, go. no. <laughs> right. I finally put together a toy that's been sitting on my shelf for like six months. It came in one of those loot crate mystery box things. I don't even remember which one it came in, but hmm. it was an AT ACT model, you know, Star Wars AT ACT. Oh, the, the Imperial Walker thingy. Right. The AT-ATS, the big, the big elephant looking things. Yeah. And this one, yeah. I don't know why it's ACT. It's. it's be at ads. I guess it's a different model. Yeah. Well, no, Some they have a Star Wars Uber nerd will write in and let us know. I always thought it was just at at, but yeah, I remember, I remember seeing that. Yeah, me too. So you yeah. actually put it together. I did. I put it together. It's a wood model, though, as opposed to the Q Figs foam models that I've gotten in the past mm-hmm. in those kits, which right, I got right. a Firefly one and I got an Alliance Cruiser once. Nice. This one is by a company called Incredibilds, mm-hmm. and they do several different things. They do a lot of stuff from Star Wars, but also other properties and franchises. I will say that comparing the wood modeling process in the same kind of form of snap together models versus the foam Q-fig models, I much prefer these wood model processes now. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Okay. Is it like a balsa wood, like super thin or? And does it fit like inner, like you interlock them or is it, are you actually building like a model, like a, like a model airplane kind of thing? They interlock. So it's, okay. the, like okay. I said, it's the same kind of process as the foam modeling ones from the q dovetails together. They me. dovetail together and snap in and things like that. It's okay. a little bit smaller of a model than the Q-fig ones. So it was only on one sheet, which was kind of nice because those Q-fig ones, they had like three to five sheets and 
What I didn't like about them was the way they numbered their pieces wasn't in line with the steps. <laughs> oh, really? Piece 37. and <laughs> Right. Like step number two, two was piece 56. And then step number three was uh, piece number four. Well, in this one, though, they numbered the pieces along with the steps. So they kind of went, they went in order. They didn't stay perfectly in sync because some of the steps would put yeah. like three or four pieces at one time, but they were in line. They also accept painting, which is a nice, oh, nice. difference. Because they're wood. The foam yeah. It's a little bit thicker and stronger than balsa wood. So I'm not really sure of the type of wood it is, but it's not flexible or bendable like balsa is. You can not you can put some nail marks in it if you're not careful. I mean, is it still light? It's still pretty light. Yeah. It's probably basswood then. It might be basswood. I used to build those models. <laughs> That's what oh, yeah. I oh really? That. Okay. <laughs> so did you paint yours or? I have not painted mine yet. It's just okay. in the raw wood state. I just put it together uh, like earlier this week. Okay. All the pieces fit together well. It did form the shape pretty well more than I expected it to considering that it's wood over foam. Mm -hmm. And I thought they did a really good job with the instructions and putting the model together was pretty easy. The one thing I'll say negative, the little thin parts when they break off, like there are some little tabs and stuff that sometimes break off. So you have to be careful of that with these Mm. types of pieces, not like the foam where they're flexible and will bend. Oh, got it. Okay, cool. Before we get out of this, I have a quick tangential question for you about putting this wood model together. All right. So you and I have similar hectic schedules. We both have full-time jobs. We're both busy editing and shooting and recording and stuff, working on Gen X Grown Up. And we both have a backlog of stuff we want to play with. What clicked in your head that made you say, you know that toy? I'm going to make time for that thing that's in my backlog of stuff to play with. What finally clicked for you that got you to play with this thing that you collected? Honestly, I was cleaning off my desk. That was it? Yeah, Yeah, my desk was just, I had mountains of things like comic books that I needed to catalog and put away. And as I'm pulling catalogs apart, I look down and there's this little thing. I'm like, oh, this is that model. You know what? Let me sit there and just do a few parts of it. And next thing I knew, like 30 minutes later, I was was done. I was happy to get it accomplished. And I was like, oh, this, and it comes with a nice little booklet that has a nice cross between story and how you can do things with that particular mm-hmm. model. I don't know how much they cost because like I said, it came it came with- yeah, it came in one of our boxes. Yeah. So you're saying for me to get motivated to play with something, I would have to clean up? Well, I mean it helped me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I've got oh, it in me. This- I'm not that motivated. <laughs> but it was nice to get a model done that had been sitting around for like I said, six months. Yeah, I oh, absolutely yeah. I can I feel definitely it. sympathize with that. natural goodness. No additives, no preservatives. Sorry to interrupt, Gen Xers, but this show will be done before you know it. And then what are you going to do? You're going to need something to fill your ear holes with. And we're here to be that uh, ear hole filling thing. We're Blockbuster Nostalgia. We're a movie podcast that's counting down the biggest hit films of the 1980s based on how much money they made. Because that'll show those dirty 80s commies. Each week we have a few drinks. Or a lot. And talk about a different classic film. Which inevitably leads us to rant about things like... Where Luke Skywalker kept his sex robots. What if Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon was in fact a Velociraptor? Who would win in a fight between Rocky Balboa or a Gundam? How the Winter Olympics should definitely feature rabid wolves on skis. We even cast Vin Diesel one time as a talking car in a Smokey and a Bandit style rom-com. And we pitch Paul Blart Part 3, the one where he's a Thundercat. We've been at it for two years now, so we have plenty of vulgar, definitely not for kids, fun for you to enjoy. From Die Hard and Dirty Dancing to Ferris Bueller and Star Wars, we've got your favorite 80s movies covered. Check us out on Facebook, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Generation X proudly presents Gen X Grown-Ups segment of Games! Wow, I'm, it's, it, I can see the big top in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the one with going out of business on it? Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Well, I see my microphone Don't just crowd. got disconnected. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is the segment where we love to talk about games. I know he was just extremely rude to everybody's favorite Gen X grown-up, but Mo, what the hell are you playing? right now he wasn't rude to me go ahead wow (laughs) that's two (laughs) one more (laughs) so well i I found this game on uh steam is called artifact okay and it's put up by valve which honestly that's the reason why i bought it sure because you know valve they did half life Mm -hmm. yeah that's huge yeah yeah huge pedigree games basically it's a card game kind of like magic okay okay now i'm turned off deck building kind of thing thing. like i never got into that game as far as like going out someplace and playing some you know 12 year old kid and losing (laughs) but (laughs) but the computer version i played a lot because it was fun just because you could stay at home and lose to a 12 year old kid yes (laughs) or just play against a computer which makes you feel better or you can lose (laughs) to himself So the, I guess this is their version of it. Hmm. I can say that technically and artistically and sound, it's it's amazing. Like you could just see the quality behind it. I have to admit, the game itself is really boring to me. Oh, it's just it's not grabbing me. I tried playing style you know, for over a while substance. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful game and it's cute and they have little animations and this little demon that runs around that works for you basically. It flips your cards and does all that stuff. I don't know if I'm maybe just missing some core understanding of the game or something, but it's just like. I don't know. It's just blah. You know, it's not grabbing me. Hmm. I feel bad for you. Kind of an offer. I know because you, you were just excited about Fallout 76 and oh, that didn't yeah, pan I know. out. It's, it's, I bet. Too. We had your, uh, you did a review on YouTube where you explained what's bad about that. Then you you find a, a Valve game that you pick up yeah. that wasn't uh, quite up to snuff. Oh. Let me tell you, the best part of the game for me, actually, this is kind of embarrassing, when it opens up the you know, opening credits. And they had the valve with the guy with the valve sticking out of the back of yeah, his head. The, the right. pipe thing in his head, yeah. Yeah, this one, he turns around and looks at you. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I got excited, <laughs> then they started playing the game. And then it all downhill from there. And then it went downhill from there. So how much did you pay for it? And are we getting our quarries? What it, was are we expen- doing? it was like $20. Ooh, it was okay. a $20 game. That sounds a little expensive for that type of a game. Yeah, I mean, it's valve. You know, I'm like, all right, whatever. And I said, and if it's a halfway decent game, you know, I'll play 20 hours over time. Sounds like this one maybe not huh this one maybe not i don't think i'm gonna get my quarries out of this one mm. wow so Mm-mm. i don't know i'm hoping john that you have something more quarry worthy i think i do i, I think i really <laughs> do uh last episode or maybe a couple episodes ago we talked about a mobile game called cube escape paradox that is a uh, escape room simulator but it has some quality to it and when i talked about that i actually referenced uh, I think I said, hey, you guys know those games like The Room, right? right? Yeah. And we all said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Those games are awesome. Well, Cube Escape Paradox is still OK, but it isn't like really engaging me. And as I'm playing it, it kept making me thinking, I wish there was a new room game. And I went searching and holy shit, there's a new room <laughs> game. <laughs> OK. I came across The Room 4 old sins Ooh. Uh, and i think we've all played at least one or two of these room games right it's yeah 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 it's touch screeny and you have a million little levers and boxes and widgets and keys and clever ways to you know navigate through the world and open chests and bizarre puzzles man the room four is i, I finished it i, I think it's oh, it's really? one of those wow. mobile games that 
I love that like it's $4.99. And usually you're on your tablet and you go, $4.99? Right. I'm not made of money, you know, because usually <laughs> things are free or 99 cents. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's $4.99. And then it's completely ad-free. The entire game is self-contained. It's all there. I think I got literally about five hours out of it. So it's right on par with uh, the Corey system. Blessing. Okay. And wow, is it so well done. I think it's better than the Room 3 was. Because I think the Room 3 was the one where you had to keep wandering around and walking from room to room and uh, moving things Mm. around. This one is all kind of housed around like a model dollhouse of this uh, representation of an old family mansion. And you're working with pieces of the house. And sometimes you can put on that little uh, little eyepiece that lets you see special things and go into the rooms of the dollhouse and you're in the real room. And so you have extra places that you can go. Yeah, okay. Uh, so were the puzzles challenging? They were, but they were just the right kind of challenging. They okay. weren't pull your hair so out much you're challenging. Like, oh, I can't figure this out. But. Yes, yeah. And it has a clue system that I'm not too proud to say that I did use the clue system on occasion. But the clue systems are on, uh, it's very much like you go to a real world escape room. And if you have a good host, they don't say, you know, I'm stuck. And they say, walk over there and turn this thing 30 degrees or whatever. The clue system is in tears. And so if you're stuck, you hit the clue and it says, did you take a look at this? And they kind of, it'll lead you to discover it on your own. Yeah. Okay, cool. And they're timed. And after a few minutes, if you haven't solved it, it'll pop up level two. And if you touch it, it'll say, when you check that out, be sure you try this on it. And so you're not just going to be given the answer right away. You can get little nudges. So even if the puzzles block you a little, you'll never get totally stumped. I can't say enough about it. For five bucks, if you enjoyed okay. any of the other rooms, you might like this one more. Cool. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. All right. Room four, Old Sins. George, how about you? What have you been playing? Well, you know, oddly enough, I've been absent from the game segment other than to announce it for the last several podcasts because I really haven't been playing yeah. a lot of games. I've been doing a lot of That's right. getting yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. ready for the Drawn and Panel podcast and going to different little mini cons and things. But I finally decided, you know, life, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's irritating. I finally decided like maybe, I don't know, a week ago to start playing some games. I started off with a couple of mobile games and I'm going to save those for some future episodes in case I don't play any other games. Played <laughs> okay. one that I found through another mobile game. You know, one of those like where you're playing a mobile game and then it's like you have to watch something for 30 seconds to get some extra coins. And I found a game in one of those little ads that was actually kind of fun and I've been playing it. Wow. Actually worthwhile. Yeah. I'm not sure I ever found a right. worthwhile game in one of those. <laughs> and then another one was one that my son suggested to me that he and his friends play at school. And I'm like, oh shit, this is actually pretty fun. I enjoy this one. But the game that I I'm playing right now currently is a Steam game, so very similar to Mo. I found it not through it being a company that anybody's ever heard of before, but because it's a form factor of a game that we've done some recent stuff with on our YouTube channel, and I've always enjoyed this style of game. It's a full motion video game. Okay. So Uh we did the Phantasmagoria stuff on Halloween. Mm -hmm, This is another similar thing, and what I've found is that there are several of these games being made now on the cheap on Steam. This one was only $4.99. That's almost an insta-buy sometimes. Exactly. But it's not a mobile game. It's on Steam. Imagine if somebody dropped a suspicious phone on your doorstep and you picked it up and it had a bunch of weird stuff going on on it. And you realized very early on that the owner of the phone has either been kidnapped or murdered or has disappeared. Okay. So what are you playing? What is this game? Simulacra. I have heard of this. I you know, I think it's actually been ported to some mobile platforms. I've never played it, but I've heard of it. The game is set up to play as a mobile phone, so I could see how it would be 
easy to play this game on a mobile phone device. Okay. Oh, okay. And they do have a sequel to it that's already out, but I really, so far, I'm enjoying this game quite a lot because it's got a lot of good puzzle elements. It's got a lot of creepiness to it. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it, I recently tried to play a creepy game online that I spent an absurd amount of money on and eventually got kicked out of the game and chastised. Oh, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the game, which now shall not be spoken. Yeah. <laughs> I got my money back from that one and I used five of the $85 I had spent on that game to buy this game. Okay. I've already played it for three hours, so I'm halfway through my Corey system on this one. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I'm even 20% into the game yet. A lot of cool little stuff. You do like some instant messaging with some of the other characters in the game, but it's not in a way where you type something random that you want to. It gives you like choices of things to say. Some canned response kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. There's some puzzles where some of the text messages are scrambled up and you get this decryptor program that will, you can drag the word blocks up until they form a sentence and then that goes back into the The, messaging system. Oh, I didn't know all that was in that game. Yeah, me either. You know, I watched trailers before and it, it would just look like... Like you're watching some lady talk and she's distraught. I didn't know there was so much puzzle stuff in it. And there's that part as well. There's also some parts like she's got like a dating app thing, swipe left, swipe right kind of thing. And those people are messaging you and you have to tell them, well, I'm not her, but here's what's going on so far. That kind of stuff. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty fun for $5. I don't think you can go wrong with this one unless you just absolutely hate those kind of games. All right. You put this back on my radar because the more you talked about, the more I remembered like looking at it and then saying, nah, not for me because I didn't go more than maybe a, you know two minutes into it. I didn't know all this was in there, George. I haven't even really decided if I'm going to try to find the girl or not. So <laughs> that part's still up in the air. I'm going to have to pick this one back up then, George, on your recommendation. I, I think I probably bought it at yeah, some I point. Yeah, I may take a look at it for five bucks. Yeah. yeah. If you don't like it, I've still got money from my $85 <laughs> refund that a- I can give you guys you got leftover kickout money. bad advice. <laughs> Good to know. It's a no-lose. Yep. <laughs> Corporate securities, that's what life's all about. Oh, yeah. One of life's great kicks. Tweaks. Oh, yeah. Drawn and Paneled is a brand new comic book focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love. And we cover everything from the golden age to the modern age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters to life, we're for you. You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at Gen X Grown Up. Talk to you guys soon. Before we allow ourselves to get out of an episode, you know, we always like to take a moment here toward the end to look forward. What are the things between now and the next time we get together for the show that we're looking forward to in anything we enjoy, media or games or tech or toys or any of that stuff? Uh, I'm going to start with you, Mo. What do you got you're looking forward to? Well, I think it's something that both me and George are both looking forward to. And it's that movie's called Into the Spideyverse. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I figured, oh, that kind I of cartoony be into that one too. weird thing, right? No, cartoony weird thing. Shut no, up. No, it's no, 
comic I, book I, based. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's it's very unique style. It reminded me kind of like the Iron Giant. It's like very cell shady mm-hmm. okay. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it yep. looks unique. Because when I first heard about it, I thought it was going to be like another one of those, like, you know, the cheesy kind of. Yeah, the directed DVD cartoon superhero thing. That's what right, I thought yeah, it was going to really be. Crappy. Yeah. But then I saw the first trailer. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, after the first trailer, I was, it looked like it's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of humor in it. And uh, the artwork and everything just looks freaking amazing. It pops. I, I mean, George, what are your thoughts about it? I love it. I mean, the whole Spideyverse thing, that's a big series going on in comic books even today where they talk about the different Spider-Mans from the different dimensions and universes in Marvel and everything. And oh, I know. My daughter's like a Spider-Gwen nut. Right, yeah. Spider-Gwen <laughs> is one, and she'll make an appearance in this, so I'm sure your daughter will enjoy mm-hmm. that. There's also, oh, yeah, there's a thrilled. pig version of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Spidey Ham. Yeah, Spidey Ham. <laughs> yeah, Peter Porker. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> They've done some good stuff with this. I'm looking forward to seeing, it seems to me as though they've taken the premise seriously, but as you said, injected humor into it. Yeah. So it's kind of a cross between Toy Story and Iron Giant a little bit in that it's got that, you know, nostalgia, humor, kids kind of vibe, but also a serious story behind it so that you can really dig yeah. into the meat of it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, for sure. That whole Spider-Verse means nothing to me, not being a comic book reader, but after seeing the couple, I feel like a couple of trailers have come out and shown more and more of this thing. Yeah. As a non-comic book person, it's really gotten me interested. I, I, it's the art style. It's the, again, the tone of it so much about it. I, mean, I, I can see why you would be amped about it because it's something you're already into. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, John? You you looking forward to anything? I'm looking forward to something that's happening over on our YouTube channel that is a culmination of work we've been doing since probably June or July of this year. Way back, we talked about wanting to put together a long form series starting on December 10th over on the YouTube channel. We are running a 26-part series. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we got 20 did 26 of these things. Yeah, a new episode every day. <laughs> we are highlighting the top toys and games of Generation X from A to Z. The series is called A to Z. And so day one is well, A. Cool. Hey, what an what original name. And then B. <laughs> and then C. But <laughs> we picked a different toy for every letter of the alphabet that came out of our youth, the things that we love, we enjoyed. And it's just a quick little look at each of those things. But it's something that's going to run over the holidays or run all the way through Christmas and into the new year, 26 days worth. I'm really excited about finally getting that out there for people to see because they're in the back end all uploaded. They, we have, we've been working on them. You know, we've been diligently getting them ready. Oh, yeah. And I love them. And I can't wait for other people to see them. <laughs> and, and Remember, viewer, these are things we're doing in parallel to the things we were already doing, but not publishing yet. We're saving them and saving them and saving them. Yeah, I'm hoping we get people that get so hooked on A that they got to go to find out what B is. <laughs> and you know, yeah, yeah. Once, you, once you get a few in, you're going to go, what the hell do they do for X, Y, and Z? Well, hang right. in there. You'll yeah. find so, yeah. out. Some letters, some letters are definitely easier so you, than others. You are not wrong. <laughs> and other letters that you think would be easy aren't because of the time constraints oh, that we're talking about as far it's as the Gen years X. that we were looking and stuff. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you were right. But I'm very proud with the product we put out and where we ended up with it. I like the, the tone. Uh, the feedback on it is good. You know, I can see us doing that this again with another A to Z, something else in the future, I hope. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's see how this one goes. I'm just really excited for it to, uh, to drop. Hershey Real milk chocolate. I love that Hershey bar. Hershey 
If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. That will wrap it up for another episode of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. We're going to be back in two weeks with a regular episode of the show. But next week, we're going to have our backtrack episode. Mo, tell our fourth listener what the backtrack is about next week. Yeah, it's going to be about celebrity charity events. Because when we were growing up in the 80s, there was just tons of musicians and comedians and artists that were doing things to help kind of fight causes of the time. Oh, uh, so, I know what you're know, talking so much about. So I think it's worthy of a full episode. Yeah, yeah, yep. We will be here with that. I think that is worthy of a backtrack. That's what you will hear if you tune in next week. I am John. Mo, thank you so much for being here. Oh, man, always fun. And George, always appreciate you. Yes, sir. And fourth listener, we appreciate you being here most of all. We will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. See ya. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. All right, I'm going to hit record like we know what we're doing. (laughs) 35. Unbelievable. I believe it. We're just that good. (laughs) We're just that crazy. There's got nothing to do with good. We're just <laughs> we're persistent. It's like that squirrel trying to climb up that you know grease pole. Eventually, it just wears out the grease. <laughs> the grease gets pole. up there. That's right. Get a little traction the, eventually. Yeah. Or the squirrel from the Ice Age movies. It's always yeah, trying exactly. to find that acorn. Yeah. Never give up. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.